My guest today on the Time with Flora podcast is Fatumata Sukuna Koka. She is the chairman of the board of directors at Afri Invest Securities Limited. And during our interview, we talk about, or she talks about her career journey and how that begun from her youth and times in Liberia, having to move away to America as a result of the Liberian Civil War. Beyond that, we also talk about her not-for-profit activities uh, with regards to working with women and young children in Liberia and, and how that has shifted her paradigm in terms of giving of aid and the model of her organization. Finally, we, we talk a bit more about her career and some of her reflections on that in terms of advice uh, before she makes some comments in relation to imposter syndrome and how that works for women and how it works for men. Enjoy this interview. Well, Fatimata is just a Liberian girl born in Liberia with an amazing family of love. I grew up with a loving grandmother and grandfather, uh, parents, siblings. And one thing that I was never short of was love. Um, I was born in Liberia, grew up in the U.S., in, in the South, in Georgia. I was blessed to have started my career with IBM. But before then, I was such an inquisitive child, and I always wanted to know what was going on and why and how. So needless to say, before I was 15, I probably have started like five different companies <laughs> trying, to, trying to figure out how to make money. Um, so I had um, started a business with a best friend of mine, and it was a technology company that we thought we could start to build a group of pro programmers that we will outsource. And this was in the late 90s. So it was pretty early before all the, the outsourcing came about in the technology arena. And so my business hat came on pretty early, trying to understand how to make money and how to impact the world around me. And so when I started with IBM, I took that zeal, I was inspired. I thought that technology will create um, a faceless and non-biased um, society because when, when you are dealing with individuals face-to-face, -face, you can have your own biases. But when you are dealing with technology, technology enables um, a society or community to take away our, our individual biases and just let people merit speak 
for um, for themselves. Uh, for so I, I really believed, and still do, that technology is is an enabler to to allow us to to rid uh, get rid of those biases. And so going into IBM, um, I started as a sales rep, and I started in education. You know, God is good. I started in education, and that really formed my mindset around enabling people uh, to achieve and, and be the best that uh, we can be, <clears throat> whether it was in a professional environment or individual just trying to find themselves or, um, but it was just a spirit of wanting people to uh, achieve their full potential. And so my career started with IBM, um, like, like they say here in Nigeria, everybody have a side hustle. So I, I always had a side hustle at being an African woman, uh, and seeing my grandmother and, and mother and, and, you know, uh, aunts and uncles, everybody had something else going. So I was always trying to explore, um, getting into things like financial, um, you know, services, uh, getting my PFA. I remember getting a PFA saying, oh my goodness, I can be good become this personal financial advisor to help people better manage their, uh, their finances, especially immigrants coming to the US for the first time, being excited about the possibility of credit, you know, but not understanding the, the, you know, the, um, the consequences of not really being responsible. Um, and so it was, it was a time where I went into that as well as a part-time gig, uh, again, always, thriving to help others, making sure that we were, um, we were in the position to better ourselves and not just be stuck in the rot, if you will. So my career started that, and then I went into IBM and then did multiple things within IBM, grew very quickly in the, in the organization to a corporate, to um, a global level, and uh, then had an opportunity to come to Africa with Microsoft because they had hunted me from there to come and run their, um, their partner ecosystem in, in Africa. So uh, hence my coming back to Africa, and it's been an amazing journey just to be able to uh, be a part of this, a part of um, you know, the digital world coming to Africa and, and understanding what that means already uh, and being able to share that with, you know, with, the, with the public sector and the private sector. Uh, with the different countries that I've been able to work with. Um, so my, my career join, journey has been one that God has, um, that I've, I've allowed God to take control of because I did not imagine that I will be coming back to Africa. I did not foresee it. But um, with his grace, I've been able to accomplish a lot more than I would have ever dreamt of. I had visited in Liberia after the Civil War, went back, just kind of looking for relatives because I was just, I was very troubled, thinking that I was away, my career was great, um, then I was married with a child that was doing well. And I just felt I needed to do something. I wanted to give back. 
I wanted to know that people that I loved were okay. When I was a child in Liberia, I had such memories. So I, um, I went home and I got home and I met my cousin. I was just was so just really awesome because I didn't know I was going to see her because the last time we heard she had left she was in Nigeria or Ghana we quite didn't know but anyway it was really good to go and see her after years of not seeing her and she then tells me as we were screaming and just jumping all over the the sidewalk that she had thought about an opportunity of helping and she brought out this little paper that she put together for empowerment for women and children. And she said, you know, I really would like for us to do this together. And I said, great. Uh, as God would have it, I was uh, also volunteering quite a lot in the U.S. And um, had put so many hours into volunteerism with an IBM. I even got the gold um award from from the president at the time it was george w bush um for volunteerism um and so you know i was really excited to hear that she wanted to do something in liberia and it was up my alley so i was like great come on girl let's do this so we started the women uh center but i also learned quickly that in order to give you don't need to tick and my lesson learned from the Center for Women uh, and Children Empowerment was that sometimes in our anxiety or anxious, uh, you know, zealousness of giving, we take a lot from people and we don't know we're doing that, you know. Oh, it's free, come, why don't you come out, oh, you know, just, uh, why these people don't want to come? We're giving things to them free. But we forget the humanness of the needy the being of the needy. Yes, I'm hungry. Yes, my children don't have food to eat or means to go to school, but I am not less a human being. I should be respected and show some dignity. And I think that was my lesson from my volunteering and this job that I thought I was helping do. I realized quickly that nonprofit organizations stripped people of their dignity without knowing that. And we make our beneficiaries less human by doing that. And this is a whole different topic, of course, because when you think about a mother or a father standing in line to receive aid and the children have to be with them to prove that they have children in need, you are definitely taking the power of that parent away from him or her and you're stripping them down in front of their children because that's their job to provide for the children, not to see the children, you know, have the children see them hands stretch out to get but they're supposed to be stretched out to give. So I think this was my lesson and that I took away. And so when the center keep, kept growing, we, we expanded it to children uh, resource center and quickly realized that we had to change our model. And unfortunately for us, Ebola came, so we had to shut down the centers. And we have not yet reopened, but I'm looking to reopen with a different strategy.
on my younger self we had a lot of tragedy when I was little um, not only did we lose our mom we lost our mother um, we also went to war in Liberia civil war when I was a young teenager and I wouldn't say at that time I was thinking about the future when I had to flee Liberia. What I was definitely thinking of is to survive if I survived. I wanted my loved ones with me. I didn't want to lose anybody again. I was driven to make sure that I wanted my grandparents to be happy, but had lost, they had lost so much, my siblings to be saved. Um, I, I was very much in a situation of survivor mode, but I was angry as well because I had such a beautiful home my family, we had so much fun, so much love, and it was disrupted. So there was no intention, really. But now that I'm reflecting on it, I will say that what drove me was love, love for my family. And I wanted us all to be happy. So I knew I couldn't fail. I knew I had to succeed and be successful in whatever I decided to do. I mean, as a child, I always thought I would be a lawyer. I would have gone home to Liberia and joined my grandfather in his law firm. And we were going to be, you know, practicing together. And he was pretty excited about that. Uh, but that didn't happen. It all went to hell in a handbasket during the Civil War. So... I was off to the States and that was it. I had to make do. We had to make do, actually, all of us. And prayers and faith um, kept us going. I got into a really good prestigious school, full scholarship, was able to finish top of my class, got a good job. Um, great career and like I said before I just remain true to who I am and focus on the things that I knew that God would bless me to do and um, and he has <laughs> So my view on this is it is a foundational issue. I mean, you know, we always use this, um, these terms, what is it, um, you know, self-esteem, not confident, you know, women versus men. My view is that 
and this is my view, no research or anything, that I believe that when you have a solid foundation and your foundation is built with the, the core tools and strength of internal power, it is much easier to navigate these kind of issues. It's when you are externally ill-prepared and internally ill-prepared is when you have these issues. I mean, for men and women, um, a person that have accomplished and achieved knowing that they've put in the effort and they've worked, and by the grace of God, they've, they've arrived, if you will, and still feel that, hmm, I think I'm an imposter, you know, people will find me out. It really is, is the inability to have the tools to deal with this. And I think men have built those tools more because they feel like they're deserving of it. But women, we are constantly in a struggle because we don't have the tools today be as confident because we feel like we have to be validated, if you will, uh, and it has to be external. And there's this, also this mindset of if I'm too pushy, if I'm too, you know, uh, confident, then I feel that I'm, I'm, my, I'm, I'm an egotistic person or I'm, I'm a show off or whatever. It's okay. Because if that confidence that you have is from inside of you, it's not one of those things that they do around yeah, here where they're healing you, but you know, and you feel it, and you're true to your being. There's nothing wrong with that. So I think we need to start to think about these tools that we need. Like we have learned tools to run businesses, and we've learned tools to uh, be successful in our um, different activities, whether you're a sports person or your mom or your dad, or you need to also understand that you need those tools. When you get to those, you know, the, to the level that you're feeling that way, that you need to employ them. That's my thinking. That's my feeling. Um, it's not something that is one or the other. It's how you understand where you are and what it takes to be there. And then confirming to you that I, in fact, deserve to be here. And I'm confident that I can do this. I'm not, impo I'm not an imposter. I am who I am. And I'm here because of who I am. Thank you for um, reaching out and allowing me to share my thoughts, some of them. Um, it's been really great being with you, and I do wish that your listeners get something from what I had to share and say. Um, and hopefully I was not too spiritual, <laughs> but more um, encouraging and inspirational. And I think that's, that's my take. That's what I wanted to do. And I hope that reach someone and be able to inspire someone and put them on the right path 
of a really truly enjoyable and a great career. Thank you and have a blessed day. Thank you.